Welcome, precious one. The message you are about to listen to will bless and enlighten you, and we're delighted about this. Ministering is Reverend Elijah, pastor of Christ Glory Ministries. Stay tuned, and God bless you. Amen. The Bible gives us information and insight into the kind of times that we are in. And so, in these moments and in these times, if you don't give yourself to prayer, a lot can be withheld. Glory to God. And it's always important to to realize that we live in an evil world. Glory to Jesus. Are you with me? We live in an evil world and it's not my own words um, trying to describe that we are in an evil world. It is the word of God. Are you hearing me? That's what the word of God says to us. Take a look at Galatians chapter 1. Galatians 1, are you there? Let's come down to verse... Okay, let's start with verse 3 so we get a context. So verse 3, he says that Grace be to you and peace from the Lord Jesus Christ, from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 4, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world. Praise God. According to what? The will of God our Father and our Father. So we say that he gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world. Amen. So we are already given that information. Let's go to Ephesians 5. Apart from being in an evil world, the Bible again says that the days are evil. So it's like a double trouble. Amen. Galatians 5 verse 15 or verse less than verse 14. Are you there? Okay, Ephesians, sorry, Ephesians 5, verse 14. Are we there? Okay, verse 14, he says, Wherefore he said, Awake, thou that sleepest. You know, sometimes you can be asleep, and it's not a physical sleep. Maybe it's a spiritual sleep. You've gone on a hibernation, or you've gone on a, a place where you are resting. You are not really intensely involved like you used to. He says, Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Amen. It means that there are moments where due to one situation or the other, maybe either comfort or discomfort, extreme discomfort or extreme comfort, a person can get into a place where they sleep or they give up on something. Are you with me? For example, when you study the life of Gideon, you realize that he had come to a place of extreme discomfort to the point where he had given up on prayer. He had given up on anything that had to do with trusting God. To the point that when even an angel appeared to him, he questioned the angel that, what are you saying? God is with me. Look at all that's happening in my life. But you know that, interestingly, God was with him. Praise the Lord. Interestingly, God was with him. Despite all the things he was going through. So he had come to a place where he was fed up with everything. He was tired of praying. He probably wasn't even going to the temple. Maybe when they go to the temple, he goes to them, then he just comes back. Because it's very serious. For you to be able to see an angel 
And he said that to you and you say, really? When Mary saw the angel, she was in shock. When Zechariah saw the angel, he was also in shock, but even he, he doubted. It's amazing sometimes. And that is why, let me tell you something that you never forget. The most important virtue in your Christian work is, let me shock you a little bit. The most important virtue in your Christian work is not your holiness. It is your faith. Never forget this. The one that is at the number one, the top, is your faith. It is that faith that helped people who fell into sin, people who fell into depression, come back. Because when they, when they now fell into the sin, where is the holiness again? Or where is even the, the, the thoughts of cleanliness? It is faith that will take you out of it. That's what helped David to stand again. That's what helped people like Zechariah who had been holy all their lives but still had no child to be able by the mercy of God to receive a child. I get what I'm saying. Hannah had been holy. There was no record of her adultery. But she still didn't have a baby. It was faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the first and the highest virtue in your Christian work is your faith. And the Bible itself tells us in 1 John 5 that this is how we overcome the world. The world that represents all the systems, both positive and negative, that may be against you. He says, our faith. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? So, my faith, say my faith. My faith. My faith. Hallelujah. So, in the parable of the virgins, the ten virgins, we saw that they were all virgins alright, true or false. But when they got into a condition of extreme comfort, the Bible says they had waited and the bridegroom had not yet come. Always take note of this. You see, in the series we are in, I'm sharing something important with you about the integrity of God which is what makes unflinching faith possible because when God speaks to you, when God gives you a word, he is not deceiving you. He means to fulfill it. And there's a cooperation. Now, this is the thing, that as you study the Bible, you come to recognize that there is some, there's something about God. Okay? But before I go there, I want to focus on this so you can catch something. They had waited, and the Bible specifically tells us that they had waited and waited, but the bridegroom did not what show up. And so what happened? They fell into sleep. So technically, you could have said that they've done their part. So what does a person do when it looks like you've done your part, but the bridegroom is still not in? Bible said they fell into sleep. So a state of sleep can be a place where you have reduced or ceased from things you used to do. Either caused by extreme comfort or extreme discomfort. Either caused by a period of frustration or a period of happiness. It causes men to sleep. But watch what the Bible says. The virgins, they slept. They were still holy. They were still righteous. They were still, you know, acceptable before God. They were virgins. 
And the use of the term virgin there was um, a term that represents consecration. I get in me. Betrothed to um, that, that um, betrothed or consecrated. Hallelujah. So, at the 11th hour, the bridegroom came and suddenly they all woke up. However, unfortunately, some people didn't have oil. Some had extra oil. And that is the danger about sleeping. When either by comfort, a person stops doing certain things or by discomfort and they are surmounting so or accruing of unpleasant things, they stop doing something. There are 50, it's a 50-50 chance. The 50 chance is that when they wake up again, they will still have extra oil and, and progress. The other 50 is that even when they wake up, there will be no oil. That is why, unfortunately, not every everybody that falls is able to, you know, stand back, stand back again. Hallelujah. But let's continue to catch what I'm sharing with you. Are you following so far? He says, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Verse 15, he says, See then that he walks circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So, number one, God tells us that we are in an evil world. Number two, he tells us that the days also are evil. So this is something that, apart from all the other knowledge that you have and must have, you must not be naive of this. We are, we are in such an evil world to the extent that in your state where you think you are poor, you are broke, nothing is going on for you, everything is bad, somebody still hates you. In that state... I'm telling you, in the situation that you feel like things are completely down, nothing is moving, there's nothing about your life again, someone hates you just because you are like that. And it's something you can't really escape from. You progress, they will hate. You progress, people won't like you. Some won't like you. And there will be a constant attempts of the adversary against you. And not only, you see, the Bible mentions to us that we are in an evil world and also the days are evil. So, you on the other hand must know some of these things and when you know what do you do, you must begin to stand firm. You must begin to be equipped. There are things that are going on that are very serious extremely serious the wickedness the evil that is in the world today unfortunately many people especially Christians make a mistake to ask themselves what have I done wrong what did I do wrong I checked my life it's not like I'm doing any bad thing I checked my life it's not like I'm sinning it's not like I'm doing any bad, bad thing here or there what you need to understand is that evil does not have a cause Remember that. Evil does not have a cause. That is why it's called evil. If evil had a cause, in some places we could have called it justice. But evil doesn't have a cause. And there are so many things going on. You know, there are some... Because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pastor, sometimes I hear cases, cases come in front of me and different stuff go on. Like I, I also hear... 
and read about you know stuff. There's a lady who hmm, is currently out of her mar- mar- matrimonial home, and guess how she got out of her matrimonial home. I'm sharing all this with you to buttress what I'm telling you and to also sensitize us to the need for us to be fully immersed when we begin the prayers. Are you hearing me? Because as apart from what this will do for us, we are also preparing for 2023. Praise God. And as a people, as a ministry, we have begun already from the month of October. Glory to God. So, follow what I'm sharing with you. This lady is married to a very wealthy man. The man has an empire in this nation. And her friend got to a point where she couldn't pay her rent. Things were getting tough. She couldn't pay her rent. She was being evicted. So the friend was like, oh, you know what? Come and stay. We have a four-bedroom house. We are just the two of us in here. So let me give you a place in the house. A few months and then sort yourself out. Now, this friend of the person, and take note, this will have to be a very close friend for you to go to that extent. Because ladies are not stupid. Yeah, ladies naturally are very protective of their man. So before they go to the thing, there's a little of a level of trust they have for you. Do you understand? So this lady now moved into the house. And guess what followed? She took the husband and charmed the husband. Marvin. You know, spells, right? Spells. Spells and these things, they are real. I have seen some with my own eyes. A man who was under a spell for over 10, 15 years. This is not a joke. This is a life story, I'm telling you. So, and there are certain people that sometimes, eh, let me not get out of myself. I want to share this story with you. It's important for us to be discerning. I with me. Jesus Christ was able to tell when Peter was speaking, it wasn't Peter, but it was Satan. And he caught it. Sometimes there are certain personalities that are trying to live within one person. So they have dual personality. <laughs> Let me look ahead of myself. Maybe hopefully we'll get to that and I'll explain some things. So charm the husband. And as we speak, the woman is out of the matrimonial home. The wife, the, the, the friend, is now handling the man's empire and is pregnant for the man. And the lady who left the house, she doesn't have a child with the man. That is how wicked and that's how much of the evil we are seeing in our days. It's serious. A guy loaned a friend of his who was going through a tough period or who needed some money for something 500,000 Ghana cities. How much? This guy gave the person 500,000. And the guy was running, you know, some savings and loans and other microfinance and stuff. So <clears throat> at a point, they were hit, hitting some rocky 
um, session. So this was after some months. He told him that, oh, my friend I gave it to you, please. I need the money back. So please try and get it to me so that I can re, you know, shuffle things and then bounce back. So he told a friend, told a friend about it. And when he now told a friend about it, what did the friend do? The friend took this guy that gave him the loan of 500000 took him to Benin. This is serious. Is it that's why I want you to understand that you don't need to have done something wrong. But you have to be tough. You have to be a lion. I get what I'm saying. I'm telling you. Because tough times they do not last. It doesn't matter the intensity of the fire you are going through now. You cannot afford to be to, 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 you know, to, 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 to weaken out. Stand firm because it will pass. But if it passes and you pass with it, there will be no you again. And that's why we are learning the integrity of God. He took the friend to Benin. How do we get to know? Unfortunately or fortunately, the driver that drove the guy to the place where he's going to meet the person was a friend or knew the CEO, the man that gave the friend the money. So, in conversations and other things, it came up. And when the man now recognized that, ah, I know this man, he kept quiet. Then he now brought out his phone and began to record everything. He spoke, 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 and then he took the man to the place, dropped the man. When he got back to Accra, he went to see the friend, showed him everything with evidence. They arrested the guy. But this is the level of wickedness. I loaned you 500000 to help you. I need it back. You want to take me from there? These things are happening. They're happening. There are people that hate you. You don't know they hate you. You've not done anything to them. They just see your picture or they just see you. Maybe you just posted your picture, your own picture on your birthday. Your birthday. Some to no, but they just they just saw you like oh, why why are you actually wearing this why why what you're wearing is too nice why why am I not wearing it and that's why we need to check it and personally to check yourself anytime you see somebody progressing and there's a error in your heart there's a you're uncomfortable please please with immediate effect check it read it out that is why love is not only a defense. Love is not only an, uh, on the offensive. Love is also a defense. It helps you keep your heart. Praise God. He was about to take the guy from there. Another thing, another one happened like that. A man and his wife. I mean, I could tell you different stories. And that is why you need to be tough. You need to be, you need to be firm. You need to be on fire. You need to be on fire. Because you have an assignment on the earth. You have a purpose to fulfill. And you cannot allow yourself to get weak or to, to throw in the towel. 
as much as those things and those temptations will want to come at you, you have to remember that that is only a goal that the adversary is trying to get so that you actually give up and then you quit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you here? And so when the time comes for us to begin these prayers, be fully involved. Because it's a prayer that's going to continue till prayer seasons in December. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you with me? And you see that the truth of the matter is that there are as believers, we have the tools at our disposal, but many of us are not engaging it because of discouragement or because of certain things that we look at and then we lose interest or become discouraged by. So, the angel that is supposed ready to work and to move on your behalf to enforce things is also dormant because without instruction, they can't move. You see? So, what is the discouragement doing? It is disabling you from receiving help from above. And that is where a prayer person in your life becomes so important. Because if nobody is praying for you, you are very pitiful. I'm telling you. Some people that die in accidents, it's not because you are better than them. In fact, they can give you one check and it won't dent their account and your life will change forever. But they have nobody praying for them. I'm telling you, it's surprising, but it's true. There are people who don't have anybody praying for them. They don't have anybody praying for them. There was one talented guy like that. He was with a, a certain uh, group of people, a band, popular band, I, I, I've forgotten the name right now, I'll get it back. And they laughed they were walking through town and then they saw a certain deformed person and then they were laughing at the person and then i think the deformed person kissed the two of them or so there were two two guys but the one guy he his sister was a prayer warrior his sister was in church involved in prayer and activity so when the spirit was looking for vengeance it couldn't operate on that guy it couldn't work backfired but the other guy he had no nobody was praying for him the day the guy died they got to the studio it they saw the whole place had scattered as if somebody was fighting with somebody meanwhile it was just one person glory to god hallelujah church are you hearing me and that is why it's important that when the prayers begin, you are fully immersed. Hallelujah. You are fully immersed. Because every glory, every beautiful thing that is in store for you, it is there. Your name is on it. Have you recognized that successful people would have come into their time or season of glory or beauty when they are telling you their story in that moment, you only get to experience the imagination of it. Are you with me? But they were the only ones who went through the actual thing. And I'm telling you that 
you are doing better than some of them. I'm telling you, in your world states like this, you are doing better than many of them. When a person goes through adverse or severe adversity and moments and periods where they are supposed to give up and they don't give up, those people become giants. But you will need the right association. You need the right circle that can be holding you up. You need someone that when you it seems as you are down, he can speak to you or she can speak to you. Praise God. Do you know how many glorious destinies are aborted because the waiting period or the, 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 the heat period was too much so they threw in the towel? Because some of them, their future is more beautiful than some of what we are seeing currently, but they give up. And it's not that they wanted to give up. It, it, was, it was just looking too tough at that moment. Say to yourself, I'm not a quitter. God is my strength now. The Holy Spirit is my strength now. The Holy Spirit is my energizer. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. No weapon fashioned against you will prosper. The only one that can prosper against you is the one that you you fashion against yourself. Tell somebody, stand firm. Hallelujah. Praise God. The time when you have stepped into a particular phase, you only remember and you wonder, ah, so was I really coming here? Certain periods we go through are not to discourage us or it is not God's word telling us that you won't succeed or that it won't happen. No. Some of those periods, they are periods that they do many things to you. They test you, they refine you, they strengthen you, they allow you to sift, they allow you to see the right people that should be around you. They allow you to see so many things. They allow you to see those that must work with you. They allow you to see the things you should not involve or the, the, the traits you must build. They allow you to see many things. Praise God. And so when a person goes through those moments, and I understand that they can be discouraging, it can be frustrating, but you see, the thing is that when you allow those unpleasant periods make you sleep, it will not change the solution. It will not change the situation. What will happen is that you will now be forced to enter ulterior motives. Which is not what you are looking for. You see? You will now be forced to enter ulterior alternatives. Which can damage or affect the future that God had for you. Glory to Jesus. Are you with me today? Daniel chapter 3 as we get ready to close. Say the integrity of God. I remember one man of God who is doing so well today. 
at a particular season in his life for a number of years he didn't even want anybody to call him man of God again everything I'm telling you is true because some of them I know these people and some of them they, these are accounts from close people they didn't even want anybody to call him man of God again for years he said you know I'll, I'll just do this I won't, I won't. You, you keep it on and today he's doing marvelous really marvelous but for those years because every day trouble about him trouble about him so and he too he was not really he just do his own personal prayers he just he's not really wanting to involve him because at the door ah that is why Marvin it's always important to watch yourself and not misbehave when you find yourself in extremely unpleasant situations it is very easy to misbehave when you are under pressure under pain or in extreme discomfort that is why for Jesus Christ to be able to still say father forgive them and to still quote scripture when in such extreme discomfort it shows you the level of his order his discipline because that was a moment where you are in extreme pain spiritual mental emotional physical pain all the levels of pain those you fed those you loved betrayed, betrayed you besides that they spat on you beating you bruised you they pierced your, your your hands and on top of all that the father has turned his back on you no tell me where is where is hope in such a situation where is hope I'm telling you the fact. Where is hope? I'm asking you, where is hope? In such a situation, in such a moment. Because the one you are trusting, the one you are depending on, he has turned his back on you. You, we are fortunate, he has not turned his back on you. Though it looks like that to some of you, he hasn't. What did Jesus have at that time? All he had was Psalm 16, where the scripture says, Thou would not leave thy holy one in hell. You will not suffer thy holy one to see corruption. That was the only scripture he had. And the trust in the scripture. Which meant that God would raise him back to life. And he did not misbehave. And he carried it through to the end. Moses misbehaved once. That was it. Because at the point the pressure was too much. So he had tried. Moses did well. Oh, Moses did well. Hey, you lead over two million people. Oh, some people among them have their own mind. Some are forming cliques and gangs. Some are having their own meetings in different places. You don't know. So cliques and gangs and people complain and stuff. It didn't begin today. Oh, it's been always in the church. For most abrasion, they shall say, When you want to be a leader, even in the book of Acts, some people began to complain and murmur, and they had to now bring out deacons. So Moses tried, but at that point, the people were too stubborn. So God said, Moses, speak to the rock, and water will come out. And the people were nagging at him. All kinds of things. 
kinds of things somewhere to the point of saying that ah i won't kwa no ho ofishiana okra we wish kwa nya deep god speaks the house too you know the interesting thing when miriam and aram aaron did this in private and god appeared another group of people called kora um kora they also came up they said moses you are you are you are, you are lording over us As for them, the God made a public spectacle of them. What did Moses do? Moses was in his oh, he was in his wilderness. He's in his wilderness enjoying his life. He has some, you know, wives there because he married the daughter of the the priest over there. He's enjoying life. Shepherd boy. So such people they are not of themselves. They don't intend to, but attacks do come at them. With cause without cause. Praise God. I hear what I'm saying. So those periods such moments they are not against you. But do not sleep in those periods. Do not sleep. Do not sleep. I hear what I'm saying. Do not what? Do not sleep. Listen there are things you see things you experience things you witness that want to make you completely quit I won't do again No Because when you when you persist and you pull through you would have built a muscle that will enable you withstand any kind of adversity that will come in future What some people don't recognize is that what they are going through if they allow themselves for the training to actually go on and for them them they to be able to stand firm even in those periods they will build capacity for something that will not just be a lifetime something that will be generational spiritually financially physically is the lord that's why every man with a vision needs a woman of strength i'm telling you every man with a vision needs a woman of strength because when things have become so tight <laughs> if you didn't choose based on certain qualities those qualities will not vindicate you at that moment because it's at the moment you need certain words that will strengthen you. you need certain words that will set fire in your soul again but if at that time instead of hearing those words you hear rebuke and you start receiving insults and you start receiving statements that question whether you are even a man and you will die <laughs> I will come and bury you. <laughs> If you marry somebody like Job's wife. And you're a man. 
And you can see like that Job's wife, she came in probably when Job was Job had enough money or maybe Job looked cool. Because Job's values and her values were not the same. That is why values matter in choosing a woman. Or as a woman choosing a man. Because when things became so crazy, he said, ah, curse God and die. Or let's find another alternative. Yem One of my sons told me a story about how at one point his former girlfriend was bringing some suggestions. <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> so what? So what? Suggestions. It's serious. Praise God. Yeah. So you need to choose right, male or female. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Eve should have been a woman who. But there are women like Abigail who can preserve an entire city. It is Abigail who preserved the city of her husband. Because David said that send a message. When they were in the wilderness, they were in the caves hiding. Nabal was a, a wealthy man. He had sheep and livestock. So they used to take them into the fields to graze. Sometimes days. So when they come, David and his men will watch over the, sh- the sheep, make sure they are not stolen. They don't die. Wolves and animals don't tear them apart. And he would keep them, keep watch over them. So several months had passed and David had now relocated to a different place and sent a message that oh um, great man Nabal when we were in the wilderness we helped with your sheep so and so so kindly send us just a little to sustain my boys Nabal sent a reply back and said who is David she go away when David heard it he began to boil David was a man of war he had troops he had guys you see, there are some anger you can't have unless you have power. <laughs> Praise God. Yes. There's some anger you can't have unless you have power. And that's one reason why I always train myself to be calm and to also have a big heart. So there are certain angers that are only for people with power. So David got angry because he has the men. Then he said, Eh, Nibal. That's what you are telling us. Okay. He sent somebody. Then, fortunately for Nabal in the city, they met Abigail. Abigail said, Oh my Lord, please don't mind my foolish husband. Please. So, 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 so. And he calmed them down. And she herself found a way out of the abundance of what they had to prepare livestock and other things and sent to David. Such a wise woman. So, Nabal in this case, he was foolish, but he was favored to have a wise wife. But on Job's other side, Job was wise, but he wasn't favored to have a wise wife, foolish wife. So later, naturally, Nabal died. And when he died, David said, Ah, bring that woman. She can be my wife. Wise woman. Hallelujah. 
So you need the kind of people that if a situation or a period looks like it's extremely tough, they will stand with you, pray with you. They will speak words to you, strengthen you. They will not tear you down. They will not give up with you. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? What I'm sharing with you is so deep. It's so important. Because it's, it's concerning life. Hallelujah. Daniel 3. Daniel 3. Praise God. So we'll start reading, reading from verse 12. But before we read from verse 12, I'll give you the background from verse 1. Okay, so we don't have to read the whole because of our time. Amen. So in from verse 1, Nebuchadnezzar had built a huge image. Glory to God. Huge image, golden image with different parts. And it was in the image of himself. Amen. Sorry. And his decree was that it should be worshipped. Hallelujah. When the trumpet goes, it should be worshipped. Hallelujah. So, that was a decree. And then when the trumpets went, everybody bowed and worshipped. But then, there were these group of people who did not. And let's follow the story. Verse 12. There, was, there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. So, their fellows went towards report them. Do you see what I'm saying? Just like in a work setting. Somebody you talk with, these guys, I'm sure they probably ate with these guys, chatted with them, spoke about other stuff. Behind, they, they didn't like them secretly. You see, because how would the king know? Of all the people in the, in the, in the, in the province, how would they know that these three, not five or not ten or three, these three, they don't worship the idol. It would come from people who were, number one, close to them, true or false. And number two, who didn't what? Like them. They saw them, but then they envied them. May God not let you retain in your life close people who don't love you, but rather envy you. Certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Hallelujah. These men were in their own place doing every duty, but they were not worshipping the, the god, the idol. So they were reported. And the king commanded to be, for them to be brought. Verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do ye not serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? And the, queen, the, the king queried them because he liked them. I seen it. If he didn't like them, he would just say, my friend, throw them into the fire. But he wanted to query them because he wanted to find a way around it. Like, just like in Daniel's case with King Darius. Amen. Verse 15. He says, now if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the trumpet, flute, harp, sackbats, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Dalsima is also another term for drums or a compression instrument. Praise God. Drums are compression instruments. Glory to Jesus. Right. So, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, if, well, but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. 
And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Yeah. He says, who is that God? Who? Who is that God? This man has so much audacity because he had seen how far he had come. Later, God would teach him a small lesson. It wasn't even God. The angels. They were called watchers. Because in the Old Testament, angels ruled. You see, so many of the things, some of the things were not God directly. There was angelic rule. That's how come you discern and know the character of angels. They just want one word. Bam! Move into action. I'm telling you. Angels are beings, so they, are, they, they have personalities. And they move into action. Get to a place. Scatter. Glory to God. So now he says that. Who is that God that shall deliver out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Ah. There must have been something that these guys knew about God for them to have such audacity. That's what we are talking about. That thing that makes a person be able to be unflinching in their faith. If you want to walk with God, if you want to come into a place of the miraculous, you want to come into a place of, of, of God entrusting certain things, you will need to pass certain tests of unflinching faith. And there's, there is something that makes that happen. What did these guys know? What was in their heart that could make them speak like this? They don't care about their life. The apostles, before the Holy Ghost came, they cared about their lives. Though Peter wanted to defend Jesus Christ <laughs> secretly himself with his own life. <laughs> so he took the sword out and cut the servant's ear all right. <laughs> but when the situation became you know, tough, they all fled. Fast forward, after he rose, this time, they were beaten but they went out back to preach. And they all kept on preaching till they were martyred. Killed for Christ. And they were still preaching Christ. Two different people. There was something that had changed. What was it with these people? What did they know? Verse 16 again. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve this, we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. That's what they knew. He said he is able. They had knowledge of God's ability. Amen? He is able to save, deliver us from this burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. So that's the first thing that they knew. They were assured about, number one, the ability of God. And number two, his will. Some people know that God is powerful, but they wonder, will God do it for me? Or will that blessing manifest in my life? Or will I eventually become what God has said of me? Some know God can do it because they've seen him do it with others. But their question is, will I also have such a testimony? Will I also have such an experience? These people, they didn't doubt the two. They knew the first, they knew the second. And look at the third one. But if not, 
This is the communication of a person who is sold out. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. This is a person who is sold out. This is the statement of loyalty. This is a statement of faithfulness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Statement of faithfulness, loyalty. When a man comes to a place where he is loyal to God, Verse 19, then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury and the form of his visage was chained against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded they should, be, they, they should hit the furnace one seven times more than it was one to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. 21. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandments was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was so hot that those who were going to throw them in, they, they themselves died. That's a crazy level of heat. Verse 23. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished or astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Ah, Kele Suta Kabahaya. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus. If men can be unflinching in your faith, oh my God. Mm. He said, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. 25. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no heads, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Ah. These men were thrown into the fire. They wouldn't budge. They wouldn't, they wouldn't flinch in faith. It's not like after they were now bound, they said, okay, it's okay, it's okay, so we're playing, we're playing, we're joking, it's okay, it's okay. No. And sometimes when you come to a particular place in your life, it, 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 it is a place where we will see whether you will say to circumstance that I was only playing Bible says that there was a fourth man before they will even be thrown in. Watch this character of God. This is I'm teaching you within this series. I want you to see the character of God. God did not stop the fire from being there. Number two, God did not stop them from being bound. Number three, God didn't stop them from being reported. Note these things about God. So that you don't misinterpret circumstances and think that he's working against you. He didn't stop all these things. But what was he? What was what happened? He was waiting in the fire for them. Some of the craziest periods that you think that you are going to end up, where is God? Well, he's waiting for you. The Holy Spirit is waiting right there. Right there. 
to take you on a different journey altogether. Verse 26. Then the Nebuchadnezzar came to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, mm. nor was an hair of their hair singed. Singed means it's, it had. You know what happens to rubber when you put it close to heat? Was an hair of their head singed? Neither were their coats changed. The color even didn't change. Nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Sometimes there have been situations. A person may have entered. People were expecting to see the worst of you by the time you are out of the situation. They see you and you are still untouched. It will depend on what your grounds were. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Child of God, I came to tell you today that in the midst of all the evil and the affliction and the darkness in the world, you are still the light. I hear what I'm saying. You are not defined by the situations. You have the ability, the ability, the power to redefine the circumstance. But it begins with the stability of your faith. I hear what I'm saying. You can rewrite the story from now. Hallelujah. I hear what I'm saying. The power is with you. God's word will not change. You have the greatest thing, the most unchanging thing, which is his word and his integrity. Next week, I'll define to you what integrity is. And we'll look at the God side of, the, of it. Hallelujah. You can find more inspiring, uplifting, spirit-filled sermons and teachings at Christ Boy Ministries on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on every other podcast platforms. Help reach the lost by sharing links to the messages with your family, friends, and on your personal social platforms. God bless you.